Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Pass. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And in today's journey through history, we're going to look at the top 10 snowstorms in Michigan history. Now, it's almost impossible to do a complete list on a subject like this because records of snowstorms after a certain point in history were kept, and before that point, they were not. But based on recorded history in Michigan, tossing in a little bit of subjective opinion, this is the list that I have put together for the top 10 snowstorms in Michigan history. So come along and join me. So there's a lot of records out there in terms of uh, recent history about snowstorms. And when I say recent, I'm referring to, say, the last 50 years, because there's been a lot more meteorological records kept regarding weather patterns and snowstorms and that sort of thing. And when you're talking about winter snowstorms across the state, some areas of the state had more of an impact than others, depending on the storm and the year. So it's really hard to put a list like this together. However, the ones near the top of the list are the most memorable in Michigan history. And whether one is worse than the other is probably a matter of what portion of the state somebody lived in and their opinion about the condition of that storm. And of course, nobody alive today was there in all of these storms. There are some of the storms that people were in that are alive today, but many on these lists happened well over a hundred years ago. So let's take a look at it. The first one that I have come up with based on recent study and records of a lot of different blogs and opinions on this was the UP storm of 2022. This was a winter blizzard. It was a two-day snowstorm that crushed previous snowfall records for Marquette and other areas of the Upper Peninsula on February 22nd, 2022, which is not that long ago. And basically over a 54-hour period beginning on February 21st, the National Weather Service in Nagani Township recorded a total snowfall accumulation of 37.1 inches. Local residents saw massive snow drifts and had to deal with frigid temperatures and whiteout conditions that led to several road closures. Fortunately, however, this record-breaking snowstorm didn't come with strong winds and the damage was minimal. Ultimately, residents in the UP were just left with lots of white stuff for snowman, sledding, skiing, and more. So it wasn't as deadly as some of the other snowstorms on this list, but the depth in terms of inches is worthy of note as having been a, the record for the Upper Peninsula based on modern recording. Coming in at number nine on the list is the Detroit Blizzard of 1974. Now, this was a snowstorm of the decade for Detroit when it happened. And it was the worst blizzard in history up to that point. And it happened in November of 1974. Temperatures were cold that year in the Motor City. 
and snowfall remained fairly typical compared to the annual average. As the month of December drew closer, Detroiters were very excited for Christmas. So the storm actually fell on December 1st, and the Motor City was pummeled with intense snowfall at levels they had not seen before. The storm began in the wee hours of the morning on December 1st, and forecasters had predicted a few inches of snowfall, but they couldn't have been more wrong. The city actually received 19 inches of snow, and Detroit was essentially blanketed in nearly 20 inches of snow, a record surpassed only by a blizzard that happened in 1889. Tragically, the aftermath of this snowstorm involved more than just a bit of cleanup. The blizzard ultimately left 27 Detroiters dead and 22 of heart attacks while shoveling. And as expected, schools were closed, streets were impossible to navigate, and Businesses throughout the Motor City closed their doors as the blizzard made its way through town. Now, there may be some out in the listening audience that remembers the Motor City snowstorm of 1974 and might even have some memories out there of it, but I thought I would put this one on the list because it came in as one of the more significant ones when I was doing research on Michigan snowstorm history. So that comes in at number nine. Now, number eight happened in 1923 and what made this snowstorm unique is it happened in late may and it was often referred to after that as the summer squalls and can you really expect to see a massive blizzard happening in may that's what made it perhaps so unusual the snowstorm itself caused little damage It only dropped about a foot of snow. It was still considered significant because it caught everyone off guard. Imagine that you're experiencing one day a warm spring day and then suddenly the mercury plunges. And that's what happened on May 8th, 1923. Temperatures across Michigan fell from 62 degrees to just 34 between noon and 6 that evening as a strong cold front approached. An inch of snow fell that night while that was not unusual, Michigan was in for even a more rare occurrence. The following day, a low-pressure system joined up with the cold front, leaving six to nine inches of snow over most of the area. Despite the ground already warming up from spring, areas near Lansing and Flint were buried in a foot of snow, and temperatures didn't rise out of the 30s for two days. So the timing of this snowstorm made it unique, and put it in at number eight on my list of snowstorms that were memorable in Michigan history. Coming in at number seven, I have placed the 1940 Armistice Day blizzard. Now, this blizzard essentially impacted the entire Midwest region of the United States, and it covered about a thousand mile swath, mostly through the middle of Kansas all the way to Michigan. And this snowstorm came out of the Pacific Northwest and it produced 40 mile per hour winds that destroyed Tacoma Narrows Bridge over in Washington State. And I've covered a whole podcast episode on this storm, but the damage that really seriously impacted Michigan was the loss of five ships on the Great Lakes. There was roughly about 27 inches of snow that fell across Michigan. 
most of the snowfall and the accumulation occurred over in Wisconsin and Minnesota, in the Twin Cities area, and across the Dakotas. Only four people in Michigan died from this storm, but the storm took the lives of 146 people, and in Lake Michigan, 66 sailors died in the sinking of three freighters, the SS Anna C. Minch, the SS Novodok, and the SS William Davok, and two smaller boats. So it was a very surprise storm that came up, and it came up so suddenly that in the Mississippi River area, duck hunters had taken out to duck hunting early that day because the weather had been so nice and there was a lot of ducks, and they were having a good time because the ducks were moving and there was a, what they didn't know was that the ducks knew something that the men on the ground didn't know, is that a massive storm was on its way. And it came up suddenly and it froze a lot of duck hunters out in the elements. And that's where a lot of the deaths occurred from duck hunters that got stranded out there in Minnesota and um, Wisconsin area. So it was a very powerful and significant storm. Coming in at number six on my list is the 1938 Upper Peninsula Blizzard. Now, this is the second Upper Peninsula Blizzard I have on the list here. And there's no secret that the UP transforms into an entirely new world during the winter months. And it is very unique from the Lower Peninsula in that respect. And it's very common to have a winter wonderland up in the Upper Peninsula. However, in January of 1938, portions of the UP were met with nearly 40 inches of snow over the course of two days, while temperatures remained frigid and businesses shuddered as the storm passed. Ultimately, there were only two fatalities as a result of this storm, and while the loss of life is undeniably tragic, these scary conditions certainly had the potential to cause even greater damage, and thus I have placed the Upper Peninsula Blizzard of 1938 a little bit higher on the list because of the snowfall difference than the earlier Upper Peninsula, which I had in at number 10, which was the blizzard of 2022. Coming in at number 5, 1999, the North American blizzard. Once again, this is a very recent storm that may be still in a lot of people's memories. I moved to Michigan in March of 99, and I came in January during that year, during the time that this blizzard had happened, and that was my first impression of Michigan. And I came here hunting for apartments because my wife-to-be and I were moving up here because she had a job transfer, and we were over in the Ann Arbor area. But that's my closest to having experienced any of these storms myself. I believe the storm had already passed when I arrived uh, the storm extended from January 2nd until January 4th, 1999, and it was a blizzard that spanned across Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, and portions of Ontario and Quebec. And it was an extensive, heavy storm, and it managed to dump 10 inches of snowfall in towns throughout Michigan. In addition to many road closures and travel delays, the 1999 storm resulted in a tragic 78 deaths throughout the affected region. So it didn't have as much snow as some of the other blizzards that are lower on this list, but it caused the deaths of 78 people 
because of the conditions that followed and the storm itself catching people off guard. So it was a little higher on the list than some of the other storms that I uh, had in the lower numbers. Definitely a lot of snow that year in 1999. I remembered that it reared its ugly head again in December of that year, if I'm not mistaken, because there was a tremendous amount of snow um, that winter season. But uh, I may be thinking of the winter of 2000, so not sure if I've got my uh, years mixed up on that. But there was a lot of snow in 1999, especially in January. Now, the next blizzard on my list is the blizzard of 1886. This is probably the oldest record of a major snowstorm that I was able to find. And it was considered to be the biggest snowstorm ever to strike Michigan. This is when it was reported in the Rochester, Oakland County, Michigan newspaper of April 9th, 1886. And the snowstorm occurred on Tuesday, April 6, 1886. And the days preceding the storm were more in keeping with spring weather rather than winter. And the spring activities were already underway, and many people were believing that the winter was a distant memory at that point. And this was only four days prior to the storm. There was charming weather throughout the early days of April. On April 3rd, strong and persistent winds blew through the state and lasted until the storm struck. And on April 5th, the temperatures were a chilly 38 degrees. Light snow began to fall after midnight on April 6th, and it got progressively heavier during the pre-dawn hours. At 7 a.m., the snowfall measured 4.6 inches. At 3 p.m., the snowfall was at 17.1 inches. And when the snow finally stopped falling around 9 p.m., there was 24.5 inches of snow on the ground. In order to be classified as a blizzard, the snowstorm had to be accompanied by winds of at least 32 miles per hour, low temperatures held at 20 to 30 degrees throughout the storm, and the visibility of less than 500 feet. The April 6th storm met all of this criteria. There were 12-foot high snow drifts and snow in the street that totaled 10 feet to 40 feet, and these were common throughout southeastern Michigan. Amazingly, with this snowstorm, there were no human deaths that were reported due to the blizzard, but newspaper delivery was halted on the day of the blizzard, so people had to wait for news concerning the storm. And interestingly enough, by April 7th, the blizzard had passed and was considered old news, which is quite common with Michigan storms. If you've lived here long enough, you realize that, you know, it's a big deal when it's happening and maybe a day after it's happened, and then after that it's distant memory and everybody's back on to normal activities. Well, such was the case in 1886 when the storm came through in April. So I put this one on the list because it was very significant for its time. So the top three on this list are storms that, depending on who you talk to, they will put them in different orders of magnitude, but I went ahead and just uh, tried to be objective on this based on the loss of life, the extent of the storm, the amount of snowfall, the havoc it created with property damage and delays and all of these things I tried to factor in, as well as any damage to ships on the Great Lakes and so forth. So coming in at number three is the blizzard of 1967. Now, this snowstorm happened in January 
1967, on the 26th and 27th of January. Now, remember those dates because it's going to be sounding very familiar in another storm that I'm going to mention here. But this was in 1967, and the weather was unseasonably warm with temperatures in the 50s and 60s to some parts of Michigan prior to the 26th of January. And then suddenly, winter temperatures returned, and with them came several feet of snow. An eight-mile-long traffic jam backed up which occurred between Grand Rapids and Jackson and with drivers abandoning their cars and walking to nearby farmhouses to spend the night. It was so heavy of a snowstorm that came up suddenly. Kalamazoo took the brunt of the snowstorm with 30 inches of snow falling. Eyewitnesses say the storm brought the state to a standstill for two days. Dairy farmers had to dump milk that couldn't be delivered, and state troopers relied on the National Guard for transportation through the deep snow to respond to emergency calls. And many old Michiganders will still recall this storm and the events of the winter of 1967, when the state was struck extremely by the snowfall along with its freezing temperatures. The blizzard's intensity was influenced by unseasonably warm temperatures when the cold front arrived. Lansing topped 24 inches of snow, but Kalamazoo and all the way to Chicago essentially were hit with the heaviest arm of this storm with record snowfalls across that section of the country. So that was the blizzard of 1967. Coming in at number two is the blizzard of 1978. Now, many Michiganders have reached out to me on this podcast over the last two years and said, oh, you got to do an episode or mention the blizzard of 78. And I've been meaning to do that, so thus I included this on the list, but not because of people asking me about it, but because it was one of the biggest storms in Michigan history. And it could easily be considered the worst one in the history, depending on who you spoke with. But the one I posted it at number one, will probably make more sense uh, when I get to it. But the winter of 78, this is the storm that came in between January 25th, and it lasted through January 29th. So it covered essentially the same dates of the same time of year as the blizzard of 1967. And this was a winter monster storm, and it took Michigan for a wild ride in 1978. While the storm made its way through the Great Lakes region as a whole, it certainly took its toll on Michiganders. In fact, the Muskegon area measured a whopping 52 inches of snowfall between January 25th and January 29th. Schools and colleges canceled classes, a state emergency was declared, and approximately 20 Michiganders lost their lives due to car accidents and other storm-related events. And this awe-inspiring and horrific blizzard of 1978 is likely never to be forgotten because of its intensity. And according to the National Weather Service, the blizzard of 78 was the worst winter storm to hit Michigan since record-keeping had began. And across the lower peninsula, it was hit with 10 to 30 inches of snow, depending on the location. There were gusts of wind between 50 to 70 miles per hour, and wind chills were as cold as 30 below. So this severe blizzard caused a lot of whiteouts and zero visibility for hours and hours during the storm. And there were several inches of snow on the ground 
before the storm began, which compounded the problem with the blowing snow. And as the storm passed over Mount Clemens, Michigan, the atmospheric pressure fell to the third lowest ever recorded in the United States outside of a tropical storm. So much of lower Michigan closed down for days due to impassable roads. And in some areas, there were snow drifts even high enough to bury houses. Most of the deaths that occurred during this storm were either from car accidents or heart attacks that suffered from people trying to push their cars or dig out of the snow during these conditions. So that was the Great Blizzard of 1978. And as I said before, it could easily be argued as the number one storm. But I place the number one storm as the 1913 White Hurricane. And the reason being is it was probably a little bit more intense than the winter storm blizzard of 1978. So technically, Michigan doesn't have hurricanes, but anyone who lived through the Great Lakes storm of November 1913 would probably disagree. This storm was called the White Hurricane and is considered one of the worst snowstorms to hit the region in recorded history. The blizzard was hurricane-force winds, which blew across Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas and into Ohio, New York, Ontario, and Canada for four days, and it left a path of devastation in its wake. And it toppled ships on the Great Lakes, killing 250 people. Two powerful low fronts, one from Alberta and one from Colorado, converged over the Great Lakes, and it picked up energy from the still warm lake water. So typically these storms are called November gales, but in 1913, wind gusts reach hurricane speeds up to 90 miles per hour, producing 35-foot waves on the big lakes. And the sustained winds across the entire state of Michigan are believed to have reached between 60 to 70 miles per hour. So a lot more intense than the blizzard of 1978. Uh, waves rippled apart breakwaters and the wind smashed telephone poles and power lines. Lake Huron took the worst hit, losing several ships that were in the area en route and two from St. Mary's River and Lake Erie. About 235 mariners lost their lives on Lake Huron during the horrific storm. And snowfalls of almost two feet crippled cities and towns across Michigan and other Great Lakes states. And snow drifts from the strong winds reached more than four feet in some areas. Now, officially, this storm is often referred to as the Great Lakes Storm of 1913. This extreme weather event truly wreaked a lot of havoc in the region between November 6th and November 10th of that year in 1913. Now, we often associate blizzards with loads of snow and intense temperatures, but the most damaging element of this particular storm was its hurricane-strength winds, and in some areas, they measured it as much as 100 miles per hour, and there were 12 storm-influenced shipwrecks, according to this other blog reference that I was reading about. So... I placed the 1913 White Hurricane, or the Great Lakes Storm of 1913, however you want to call it, as number one on the list due to the intense winds, the high level of snowfall, which it wasn't exceeding the winter storm of 1978 in terms of snowfall, but the winds certainly exceeded all of the other storms on this list. And to have hurricane-force winds 
during low temperatures in a blizzard certainly puts it in a class all by itself as a dangerous and destructive storm. That's the reasoning that I used in putting it as number one. But either way, Mother Nature has a way of bringing about some incredibly intense storms when she wants to. And each one of the storms on this list, although unique in character to itself, provided its own measure of havoc and frustration to those that experienced it, and in some cases, their own level of severe tragedy and property loss. So, And not to mention the loss of lives in some of these storms. So that's my list of the 10 top memorable winter blizzards and snowstorms from Michigan history. Let me know if I missed any that uh, you'd heard about. I'm sure there's probably two or three other ones that might have been uh, a better choice for number nine or ten on this list. But uh, during my research, those were the ones that I was able to find. And of course, in the 1800s, there may very well have been storms that outclassed all of these storms. Remember, the record-keeping of these storms were not as uh, they are today. And the oldest one on the list was the recorded storm of 1886. But there were a lot of heavy winters and snowstorms that occurred much prior to that, too. So who's to say that uh, there wasn't even a more extreme storm that the pioneers of the day went through? But that's going to conclude today's episode. If you enjoyed listening to this list and this story and this look back at history, please take some time to leave a review or a rating on whatever app that you are listening on and tell me what you thought about it in the questions that I post there on Spotify. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me at michaeldelaware.com. I'm always happy to hear from my listeners. And coming up on December 16th, which is a Saturday, I am going to be taking part in a Christmas program called Tales of Christmas Past. I've been talking about that a lot on this podcast in the past few weeks. And I just wanted to remind you that that show is coming up. It is a great holiday experience. And you can... uh, See Dave Eddy, Donna Rickman, Bobby Mathis, Brian and Jill McCombs and myself on stage reading you some stories of 100 years ago or more from Christmas time. And it's just a wonderful uh, evening or afternoon of fun, and it will put you in the holiday spirit. Tickets are just $10, and the performance is at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum which is located at 307 West Jackson Street. Once again, that's on December 16th, which is Saturday. There's two performances, one at 2 p.m. and one at 6 p.m. So I really hope to see you all out there and enjoying the performance. And I'm looking to have two sold-out performances. That would be great. We did that last year. And all the money and the proceeds goes towards supporting the Battle Creek Regional History Museum. So that being said, I'll put the link to where you can get online tickets in the show note descriptions. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday, we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening. 